Yes, sirree. Happy Thursday, everybody. It's your boy Bruce Corsai, aka Shice Wright, aka you already know. We in the building, the Good News Radio Station, the Stu Two. Got my boy Michael the PG with me. Got the Pappy with me, and we over. We got we got a special guest over here. In the background, he ain't gonna say nothing, but PB in the building, pocket burrito, back in action. But I'm going to kick it to the PG, let y'all know what we got going on Corsair Radio today. Hey, everybody, y'all know what it is, man. Mike Kell, the PG here, the Magic Johnson of the show, uh, to make sure this thing always finish in a fast break. And that is showtime whenever Corsair Radio is on the mic. And y'all know what day it is, Corsair Thursday. Always Liddy, man. So we're about to light this thing on fire today. Um... Man, I'm just happy to be with my guys. We blazed it on Monday. If you guys didn't check it out, make sure y'all go into the uh, Good News Radio app. Click on uh, recent podcast, TGN Sports, and then it's going to take you to Spreaker to where you can select the latest episode of Courtside Radio. And then uh, if you miss this one, which you shouldn't because it's even doper live, do the same exact thing to check us out, man. But we are here, the starting five. Uh, we should have Himes and uh, Philip calling in soon. Uh, the Beverly Hill sick guys, I guess we would call them since they ain't been in. But hey, the show must go on. It's always going to be live. We got Mr. Inglewood himself. Mr. Ida Pappy is on mic number two. What's up, Mike? What's good with you? You know what it my is. My bad, my bad. Uh, you good, champ. You already know. Big Mike Ida Pappy in the building. Courtside, you know what it is. It's Thursday, baby. We got another live one coming to you. Mr. Put Your Ankles in the ER is back, and we live and live in color, baby. Let's get it. Hey, so let's get it for show, man. Still waiting for Philip and Hines, but you know what? That show must go on, man. Um, let's get right to it. Uh, topic number one. So there was an article on ESPN, and it talked about these... Uh, it, it talked about... Players who are going to pretty much be X factors. These guys are looked at as X factors. They're not the LeBrons. They're lot. They're not the uh, Anthony Davises and those guys. You know, they're a lot of them look at as not the best player on their team. So there was a list list of guys given by ESPN. You have Pascal Siakam, Bam from the Miami Heat, Jason Tatum, Chris Middleton. Paul George, Dwight Howard, Russell Westbrook, Donovan Mitchell, and man, I just want—I want the guys to go through, and we're going to give our rankings to where we think each of those eight guys are. How I go down? There we go. <laughs> Mike Kell over here trying to work the computer. This is exactly. his first time. No, we're yeah, get him right. We're remind get you guys, right. he is a school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just man, to be honest, I really don't use. Uh, the password I usually know it by heart So Let's see if this works I'm Trying to get the guys in here Yeah they keep They keep hitting us up See what happens You don't come to the studio Press on in See if that one work We oh, ain't in it. Go yeah, and, We uh, gonna make it work You already know Yeah we, we gonna make it, it happen but We gonna make it do what it do but Like I said man Course our Radio Starting 5 We thank you guys so much For tuning in To us Your favorite hoop show In the land Is number 1 I promise you that and we keep it real. Yeah, we keep it uh, G real all the times. And, yeah, we're about to get these guys in here. But, man, I hope you guys are staying safe 
uh, keeping yourselves clean, keeping yourselves out of trouble because life goes on. I got to figure this password thing yeah, out. Please man, wear your mask. Understood. Hey, anyway. we need to do that. Yeah, we gonna get to it. So once again, with my guys in the studio, originators, uh, the original three. How, how do we rank these guys? Siakam, Bam, Jason Tatum, Chris Middleton, Paul George, Dwight Howard, Russell Westbrook, Donovan Mitchell. Out of those, can we give Russ number one out of just that list at least? Russ number one. Just how, So you got the eight players? So you got the eight players. Give us your one through eight. Then we'll kind of sort it out. Okay. I can give you that. I go through. I'll start off at the lowest through the highest to lead you up. But I already told you who my number one is in my mind because of what he's brought to the NBA already and his effect on the game. Things that will never happen again, averaging a triple-double three straight times. I don't think I see that happening in NBA history again. But uh, also, no, I agree. Yeah, I was like, I feel like he just did enough for himself to solidify himself a long time ago. But uh, the technical difficulties, we will handle that too on the side note. But I will also say for for this, for right now, just the season, Donovan Mitchell can get number two. Okay. I and like this, is, this is this for is for this what, what we already went through this season? No, we're just saying are that we talking about what, the they're, remain, what they're going the to do in the, of the bubble. Season. In the bubble? Mm-hmm. Who's the most okay. important of those, those in eight? In the bubble. In, in the bubble. For this last push. Yeah, okay. for this last just push. Just want to be clear. Yeah, Bam's going to be on third. Pascal Siakam I'm going to throw the fourth Because it was too easy To put him in the top two To three I put him right outside Because he still has something To prove to lead Toronto In this in this thing So I kind of I kind of like that I, I still I told you I'm not pushing for Toronto But Defensively still What they can do With their length Athleticism And then having Actual Experience now I like that But we're going to go ahead Jason Tatum's going to be on a, To round out the top five we're going to have Paul George, Dwight Howard, and then we'll be good. No, yeah, so are you uh, did you name which number did you give Chris Middleton? He's last. Yeah, Chris Middleton was last for me. He's a bug. Man, that's crazy. He's Giannis. But I'm looking at the importance of them. Not no, no, better. no, what he's going to do. Not the input, what he's going to do. No, but I'm thinking more so that's how I ranked them was who I think like are the most important. So I had number one to the season, yeah. Chris Middleton because if he balls out, that's the difference between them making it to the finals or not. So I don't. You know it, what? I feel like. Oh, go ahead. No, if he plays well, I think that that's going to be key because Giannis is going to be Giannis. They're going to play really good defense. So I think that if he balls out, they make it to the finals. Number two, I feel like he's not going to. He's not going to exceed twenty two points. Like that's he's going. He's going to. He's going to max out at his average or under. That's what I honestly feel. That's why I'm like, he's not going to, his impact to what he's going to do for the season, his team, I understand, but for the season, no. Yeah, but I just think that because I think last conference finals, they, um, I think he averaged about 18 points a game. So if he could average 22 in uh, a game in a, in a playoff series, that can be the difference to get him to the finals. He's not going to do that in the playoffs. I, I don't feel that. Man, I, I think that he has a chance, and if he does, that that no, he's going to have through. the chance, but he's not going to be the, one of the players that's going to exceed in that aspect. He's, he's going to probably be on the lower end of getting another seventeen to eighteen, but he, the team is going to be better because they have more experience. They've had time to heal up and get more camaraderie in yeah. a smaller. Hey, Milwaukee, but I hope he brings it more than that because if not, my guy who I have number two 
because he's the best player on his team and he has some nice pieces around him. In there in the East is uh, Pascal Siakam. Like I think that his importance is second after Chris Middleton because if he balls out like a Kawhi level or above, they can get to the finals. Number three, I got Russ because if he's efficient, uh, taking good shots, protecting the ball, that it maximizes his his game and James Harden, and they can they can make a surprise uh, push. And then you have Jason Tatum at four, just because I feel that Boston will be the third or fourth best team in the East. Then I have Paul George, five. Um, number six, Donovan Mitchell, seven, bam. And then Dwight as number eight. But, man, our guys are finally on. They in, finally. Hines. If I get my takes now. Jeez yeah, Bruce. Christ. I said Bruce. Phillip, Hines, Phillip. Phillip over there smoking black and miles. I didn't know he still did that, but... Oh, bro, talking about. <laughs> but man, what's up, guys? What's up, Himes? Well, y'all, it's good to see you guys. It's back on Courtside Radio, baby. We live. We yes, live. Yeah, 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 what's the yeah. deal, man? We got Mr. Downtown, Philip Brown from ATL. What's up, Philip? Yes, sir. We in here two times a week on y'all, boy. I'm about to hit y'all over the head again with another episode, boy. Let's get it. Hey, so so what we're talking about is double up. Double ESPN up. had an article. They had eight X factors. I want us to rank. Uh, from one to eight, the importance of these guys for the rest of this season. So the names are Pascal Siakam, Bam uh, Adebayo, Jason Tatum, Chris Middleton, Paul George, Dwight Howard, Russell Westbrook, Donovan Mitchell. Um, yeah, so for me, Mike had Russ number one. I have Chris Middleton because I think if Chris Middleton plays above where he needs to be, that that would be that push that Milwaukee needs to get to the finals. Um Number two, I had Siakam. Uh, who did you have? Uh, Don, who did you have for number two? I had Mike? which one was it? It was. I think you had Tatum. No, did you have Donovan Mitchell? It was Donovan. Donovan, Donovan, Mitchell. Yeah, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. So we're just gonna go through it quick, just so y'all can hear. So I got uh, from top to bottom: I got um, Middleton, Siakam, Russ, Jason Tatum, Paul George, Donovan Mitchell. Bam, uh, then I have Dwight Howard as far as importance to their team uh, for the rest of this this run. And name your uh, eight from one to eight. I have Russ, Donovan Mitchell. It was Pascal Siakam. No, not Pascal Siakam. It was Bam out of, uh, out of bio. Pascal was number four because he still had something to prove. Then we had, which one was it? Jason Tatum rounded out number five. It was Paul George, Dwight, Chris Middleton last. Chris Middleton last. Who you got? Um, who right. you got? So, for me... Y'all see, the, I didn't write my list down before. It was just, mo- I still was trying to remember The most was. important person, uh, and I think it's tough, but I think there's like three dudes that you can rank at the very top who are the very most important because I think their teams have a legitimate chance of at least making it to the finals. Yeah. Number one is Pascal because they've been there before. They've been really good this year defensively and in the East that you can kind of like beat up on. Yeah. They can at least get to meet Milwaukee. No, facts. Then you got uh, Paul George and Russell Westbrook are kind of like in the same category to me because they're basically a part of a big two. Yeah, former teammates. And it's like what if they don't come to the table and bring exactly what's expected of them and then some, the team is not gonna make it. Yeah, they can lose they second can, round. They can lose first round. first round if somebody chooses to Easily. choke it off. Like especially I think like PG can kinda like make it through, but Russ cannot have a bad day. 
Facts. Because they're going to be in trouble. And then you have uh, Tatum, who is on a team that plays well together. But when the season was like closing out, he was on his hot streak. Yeah, he and, was. It, and he was pretty much carrying them through the West. Yep. Uh, through certain teams, even though they made a lost a couple games by like one or two Lakers. But um, <laughs> I think he is one of the biggest factors, especially when it comes to that team. And then the rest of the guys, like Chris Middleton, very important because Giannis will need somebody that's going to help out because we also saw that when you when he doesn't have when he Middleton. doesn't have like <laughs> any when help, don't have that second guy they, they like, lost four straight. Like you can just you know put three dudes on middle yeah. on Giannis, and then Middleton has to do his thing. Yep. Then you have uh, I want to say Dwight. But I'll say Donovan just because he is their star player. I don't like that he's on this list because it's kind of expected of him to actually be that guy. I don't think no, he's yeah, an X true. factor. Yeah. But yes, he needs to be the one to carry Utah. But I don't think they really have a shot when it comes to the West. Because I got yeah. Dwight number. I got Dwight number eight. Just the fact that he's not the best, like top two top, or three guy. Yeah, but you know, I, Dwight I, I, eight too. That's yeah, what I was like. So like I'll go. Yeah, I'll go Donovan and like Bam. Because Miami like is more of like a, a full rounded team that yeah. really needs him. Bam is one of the most to show out as league. one of their like stars, which he has been very good. No, this yeah, year. he's been playing so, really good ball. Dwight, who is like the surprise of the NBA, I want to say this year, or one of the surprises of True. the NBA, I agree. came back. He hasn't, and he's just kind of just been like a glue guy. He's kind of just been like the guy that has, that does intangibles and like. Defense, block, uh, rebounds, like little things here and there, just adding a little toughness, making sure he's keeping the crowd engaged, like everything. Shake Gonna be big for the Lakers, but right now they just need him to kind of just do his job. And I think he's gonna like the fact that he made it to Orlando was good enough for me, and I expect him to do it. No facts. So three-time uh, defensive player of the year. So Himes, Himes, Phillip, uh, what do you guys? Because I want us to eventually come up with our. From this list, top our, five. our top, yeah, we do a top five of the know. most important. Because <laughs> we all the starting five, baby. We God deal with it. the fives. Five, right. five, and five. Uh, Run it. All fives. The uh, top seed. Talking uh, to Mike, son. Sorry, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, perfect. We can't. Uh, not really. You need, to, you need to do better. <laughs> okay. So, for my order in particular, I have Bam Adebayo number one in terms of X Factor for his team because Bam Adebayo for this Miami squad is really that heart and soul down low. He is a monster in the paint, averaging 16.2 rebounds and basically a double double at 16 and 10, right? No, yeah. Squad's going to need him to be at his peak for them to actually fare in the Eastern Conference, especially in this condensed postseason. Then I got Jason Tatum because guys, this he dude was gave a hey, Hines. Before you go on, tell me why I already knew Tatum your choices. Was, he couldn't go Tatum one. He was going to choose a Kentucky guy and he was going to choose a Celtic every time. Like he's so biased and like he'll he'll like really sit here arguing your face like he's not. Like shut up. Look, I can mute you right hey, now, but it's going to cut the music off. Hey, you Jason got it. Tatum but I already nice. knew who your first two was. I was. I was telling everybody I talked to. I was I already know who I was going to choose. He's going to choose the Kentucky guy and the Celtic, but you got it. So <laughs> continue on. Yeah, continue continue on. Drink That's that right. little dry cup of water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll let the children finish up. But I did him at number two because he's averaged 29.9 points a game in March alone, literally going off that tear. 
from the all-star break on to the right at the end of the pre-COVID season. He was on a tear. In the I just Celtics said that, Alex. We play. know. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> Playing ability. That way we can actually succeed. The starting lineup's great, but we need him there to succeed. Then I have Chris Middleton at three because, albeit Giannis is such a one-man band for that team, he needs the rest of the guys to be playing at their peak, and in particular, Middleton is his guy. Middleton is a 50-40-90 guy this season. He's only 0.1% away from being a 50-40-90 guy. He's only that much away in terms of pure shooting. He's that second guy for Giannis that he can count on in games where they actually can have him go off. And in the time that Giannis was off, they went 4-0. So I'm going to go with Middleton because he's that imperative to me. Then I have Siakam because he's the premier player from Toronto, but he's also got the blanket of Lowry, Van Vliet, Gasol, and also Ibaka. So it makes a little sense. Russ, to me, Bruce actually talked him up a lot. So Russ, to me, is number five because he's the second option to Harden. But realistically, if they don't have Russ show up every night, whether it's 20, 10, and something, he needs to be there so that Houston can actually be running at all cylinders. He's that important to their system and to also take the weight off of Harden's shoulders. Then I have Donovan Mitchell because I'm going again with what Bruce said because he's the guy in Utah, and I don't really expect him to have that much of an impact in the postseason. Sorry, Utah fans. Then Paul George because – He's kind of blanketed by guys like Lou Will and Montrez Harrell. Their production has actually been able to counteract what they've lost from Paul George when he hasn't been available to the quote-unquote load management. So I'm buying the fact that I can rely on his teammates to actually step up in times of need, and that's going to work out to their advantage. So Paul George is that low. And then Dwight Howard to round this out because, uh, yes, I think that Dwight is important for this Lakers squad. He's a great backup big man to have to go with Anthony Davis in a different light than a guy like JaVale McGee can do. And it's really helping the Lakers squad defensively. So having him there is an X factor, but not necessarily to the most impactful way that these other guys are. Hey, man, I just hope we're not uh, underrating Paul George too much and he just lights fire. Because you got to remember, this guy was, what was he, top three MVP candidate last year? And if he gets hot, oh, my God, their Clippers are going to be that much more dangerous changed things but for the Clippers they've been able to sustain success enough without him from all the other internal guys that they've had so that's why to me of all the players on this list he's ranked lower but that does not mean his overall impact will not change the Clippers overall that'll make them that much better no true so uh Philip what about your uh what about your guys and then we're just gonna close it out by just coming together and picking a uh a top five most important guys all right, to start off the list, I got Pascal at number one. Because the Toronto Raptors are the defending champions, I think uh, they said that they are going to, you know, try to win, push for it, which I don't know. But I think he's the main guy in order for them to even compete for a championship this year. So I got a lot of weight on his shoulders. So I got him at number one. Uh, to counteract kind of what Hans was saying, I got PG at two. Um, because I know that with Kawhi and the guys he named, like um, Lou Will and Montrez Harrell, they are a great team, but I think uh, PG puts them over. I think PG puts them over the limit as far as competing for actual championship and, and potentially winning a championship. So I think he's that important. Uh, third, I have Middleton because so I think he needs to be that second piece to go along with Giannis. Um, Giannis, as we've seen, can't do it himself. And then if he tries to, they're going to put, like y'all said, three or four people on him at one time. Um, I have Tatum because he is the main guy in. Um, in uh, Boston, and he may potentially push them to you know two and three game uh, series into the playoffs. So I'm not 
Not sure uh, how their matchup's going to end up, but I think that they may be able to make some noise in there, and if they do, it's going to be because of Tatum for the reasons that Himes uh, said earlier. I have Russell Westbrook. Uh, at this point, I just don't have much faith in the Houston Rockets as far as, like, championship hopefuls. I think they may can make it to a uh, to a, a conference finals or whatever they're having this year, but I don't think they'll make it to the finals. Um, so that's why I have them a little lower. Not that he's not important to his team, but I just think his team isn't uh, where they need to be. Next, I have Spider Mitchell. I think he's the key factor for the Jazz. And as we saw before, like the Jazz plays in the West. So they play hard the whole, you know what I'm saying? They play good basketball. So if they catch the right teams in the playoffs, and they he's can their go to player. What's that? And he's their go to player. Yeah, he's their go to player. So they definitely make some noise. Um, I have Bam just because I don't think the Miami Heat are going to um, challenge. I have Bam at seven. I don't think the Miami Heat's going to challenge for a championship. That's why I have him a little lower. But I do think he's a main factor, him and Jimmy Butler um, on that team. And then with the young guys they have around, man, that, you know, they're, they're going to be a tough out, but I just don't have that much faith in them. Then I have Dwight just because the Lakers are so top heavy with their starters and everything. Dwight's going to come off and he's going to give them. Uh, all those minutes that they need and all those rebounds and, you know, the block shots and everything. But I think that the Lakers are so top-heavy that he's kind of – not that he's not important, but his role is definitely less than from what he usually does. But if he can somehow, you know, get in flow and then return to, like, somewhat similar from him, uh, you know, five years ago, ten years ago, whatnot, then I think he can be a big X factor. But that's a big F. That's my eight. So that's what's up, man. Um – yeah, I, I just think the importance of them is just how we look at where we think their team is going to go. So, um, so let's come up with let's come up with a number one. Who do we think is the top is the top guy that's that's going to have the most importance for his team? I like because I said Chris Middleton just because if I'm he a- balls. Giannis, they they're going to the championship. I can I can hear I can agree with that. I guess I got him in my top three. I'm stuck I, I, between Pascal and Tatum. Yeah, I want to say Pascal. Pascal or Tatum, because he is their star. Yeah, it's either Pascal or Tatum for me. Chris I'm Middleton. With you. We're not asking you. He has a first app. He has a first <laughs> already. Chris Middleton is the second option on the. So his impact isn't as big as guys like that's why i kept saying that because i was like you're not the leading player that we have to go to or have to depend on for both for the bulk of whatever we need scoring assisting rebounding you can play your part but you are not the biggest part that we're expecting so i can go pascal i just don't have tatum just because i don't think that (laughs) they're going to beat either milwaukee or toronto so i don't have i don't have that being him being as important Tatum Mm. is a big player, even though he's blanketed by some of these other guys. Look, we're saying that Pascal Siakam, I said he was blanketed by having Lowry, Van Vliet, Gasol, and Ibaka, but that doesn't change the fact that his sole play in particular elevates them that much higher, and it (laughs) makes the team that much better. So it's important to note that. That's why I feel like he's worth noting for the second best, at least, in terms of the impact. So it sounds like our top three is probably going to be Pascal, Tatum, and Chris Middleton. No. I want no. Bam at a bio at three. Nah, I don't have Bam over. Just because I don't see Miami realistically being take... a championship okay. contender. What about Bam or Donovan Mitchell? 
Nah, because I, I don't think Miami want, or Utah still, are going to be a championship. But I'm talking about the play of what they have to do for their team is what's no, leading them. I think they're going to play well and do well, but they're not. Miami is the best player on Miami. Now. If Chris Middleton averages well, 22 a game, 23 a game, no one's beating them. Because Giannis is going to give you 29. He's not the leading candidate that we have to depend on. No, I know, but he has to play well. Are they Like last year, they lost four straight games because he didn't play. We're not talking about guys who are the second-ranked guy on their team. If we were talking about second-ranked, then guys like Paul George would fit in this conversation. We're talking about the guy who steps up to be that X-factor. But Bam, Bam isn't the guy. Bam Jimmy is Butler. the guy for them. Have you he not, he has led them, in, he's led them in scoring rebounds and assists majority of the season. Nah, who's going to have the ball no. at the end of the game? Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy Butler is their most important Those are the player. only two people that they're going to go to because they're going to lead off on Hero for a shot, Bam and Jimmy to make a play. But that that's an all-around team. I just think that Jimmy is going to be the guy who makes the big plays. But we might so, have Lou Williams on this list then. Get out of here. Lou Williams isn't any of – Lou Williams is nice, but – well, he's he's not better than Paul George. Bro, he's a bigger X factor than a guy like Donovan Mitchell or Dwight Howard. Think about it. If Lou Williams played, disrespecting Clippers Donovan Mitchell. No, I'm dead serious. Think about it. If Lou Williams plays, the Clippers are not just considered a heavy contender in the West. They're considered a good enough contender to go up against the Lakers and potentially win. Without Lou Williams, they don't have that same shot as they normally would. They're not as good without Lou Williams. Lou Williams has played 60 games this year. He's averaged 18.7 points per game. He's been the most healthy and reliably consistent shooter and shot maker on the team outside of a guy like Montrez Harrell, who's a big. He's that important for the Clippers' overall success. Yeah, but Paul George is more important because if Paul George plays like trash, they don't. They have, they have right, Mike no Kellen, chance. Start of the issue and Mike Kellen Himes. Who would y'all rather have get injured or not be able to play? Would you rather... Uh, PG not be able to play or uh, or Lou Will not be able to play Lou Will I think that you Paul George Paul George is going to guard the best player so that Kawhi can get enough of a break Lou Will I'd rather have out because Paul George's defense and offense means way more to the team than Lou Will Lou Will just has a he has a predominant Addition that he can do, but Paul George, you're not gonna lose yeah. that aspect in the majority. Bro's of a what top he, three MVP candidate. He's a fluid reason. bucket. Let's not just yeah. leave that out there. Like, wait a damn they minute. Just, they just never practiced together, so now they're practicing. But hey, you guys can help us out. Well, you guys listening in, make sure you all hit the chat box and help us come up with our top five, top eight, so that we can know who you think are the most important players. But now we're gonna move along and we're gonna get to this week's. Celtic Dub. Take it away, Himes. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back. This is Courtside Radio Live, brought to you by the Good News Radio. It is me, at Himes LA, Alex Himes. We are here today to do this week's Celtic Dump, and for this week, we're actually changing it up a bit. It's a much-awaited congratulatory story that I've wanted to give for one of my own Celtics, actually. Uh, One of our very own, Carl Lawson, has been selected to become the next head coach of Duke's women's basketball program. And I want to start off by congratulating her and her family and thanking her for all she's done with the Celtics and also to make note of her accomplishments today in particular. Uh, in her 13 WNBA seasons, she had averaged 9.9 points per game while shooting 39% from three. She played in over 377 career games between 2003 and 2015. 
She brought home a championship actually with the Monarchs in 2005. And she even was a member of the team that won gold in the 2008 Olympics in Beijing. Lawson has what it takes to coach the Duke's women's basketball program. And I'm very excited for her and her family. And it's time that we make note of her accomplishments. And it's great also to see a female coach rise through the ranks in the NBA, especially on my Celtics, and get her talents recognized to become a head coach of a major program. So for today's Celtic Dump, it's dedicated to you, Coach Lawson. Thank you for what you've done with the Celtics again, most notably myself being that favorite Celtic fan. And I'm very excited to see what you do and your journey that lies ahead with the Duke program. Also, this week, don't forget to check out this week's episode of Don't At Me with Michael and Alex, where we sit down with ex-NBA scout Antonio Williams to discuss Black Lives Matter and what he saw in Jason Tatum's workout in Phoenix. And this week, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a good Celtic dump. Again, congrats to Coach Lawson. We're back, baby, courtside radio. Courtside? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that's this week's Celtic dump. Thanks a lot, Alex, for uh, killing it every week, man. So now we're going to take you around the league. And uh, first, we're going to start it off. Zion has left the bubble. Uh, He's dealing with some uh, major family issues. So my question for you guys is, Will Zion return, and how much does it suck the fact that he may not, you know, make it back in time to help the Pelicans make a difference in making a playoff run? We're not watching this shit no more. <laughs> but nah, they like it's it's a it makes a big difference, especially to his team. But the NBA, what we actually expected going into this bubble, like we expected Zion, Zoe, Bi, and the squad over there with Josh Hart and them boys. To go ahead and have an exciting run And show why he could have been Rookie of the year I don't believe he should still get it Because of how many games he did play Productive and all But it's just, it's, it's a it's a market strategy So if they lose Zion They're going to lose a lot of money And lose a lot of attention That would have been put on the NBA And the Pelicans And what they was going to do no, facts. Uh, what's your take on that, Bruce? Zion, man, getting up out of there to go handle some family business. Got to, man, and you got to do it right away. You know, you want to get get whatever you can out the way. I think he'll be back right in time for the games. You know, we, we saw he was in shape, so it's not like we got to worry about anything like that. When they knocked the rust off, he's going to have to come back, take a test, go through a little quarantine. But they got the money to make sure they get them results right away. So they'll probably keep him down, give him like two tests. But I can see him being back by like next Monday. Yeah. So hopefully they can, uh, if they do end up playing real games without him that they can hold. I just hope shit. everything's okay and the reason that he left for real. Know, something that they can take care of and handle quickly. What's your take yeah. on it, Himes? Prayers up for your fans too, Zion. Himes, are you there? Can you guys hear me? Yes, yes we yeah. can. Oh, perfect. All right. So uh, I think Zion leaving, it's for sad reasons. Of course, you know, dealing with family stuff sucks. And right now it does make a big impact because we don't know, like you said, whether or not he'll be back in time. I'm assuming just because the reports say that he will be back in time to practice with the Pelicans and things will be okay. And I'm praying for that. But most importantly, I'm praying that his family, whatever he's dealing with, is okay. Hopefully it's nothing to do with this virus and sending our prayers from courtside and the Good News Radio family to him. Yes, sir. What about you, Philip? What's your take? We can't hear you, Philip. Unmute yourself. The first part I had, bro, was that he caught COVID and the NBA's trying to cover it up. That was the first. And I hope that, you know. Snitch hotline, Philip Three Burns. (laughs) No, that was my first thought. Like, no, no, seriously. I was like, oh, this is the first of many cover ups that the NBA's going to have. That was my first thought. 
Um, but then after looking more into it, you know, I kind of came to my senses a little bit. You know, I hope everything's all right with his family and stuff, man. I hope he can get back out there because it's going to be exciting, man. We will all wait to see what he can do on these last couple of games to see if they can make the playoff push and everything, man. So I hope everything's good with him. Um, then I'll be back stronger than ever. Man. Yeah, bro was looking like miniature Hulk, so hopefully we can see him come back and, and hoop because so true. the Pelicans will be a tough, tough first-round series. It would be great to see LeBron versus Zion, uh, the present versus the future, and that would be amazing. And then one more thing for the Around the League segment, uh, the snitch hotline. People are actually using this hotline. Dwight Howard said he was given a call saying, hey, you got to wear your mask. Um, people are actually using it. So we'll start with you guys uh, calling in via Zoom. Uh, Philip, what, what do you feel about people actually using this snitch hotline? I doubt that it's actual NBA players. I think because it is all uh, faculty and Doc Rivers said he call he calling on everybody. <laughs> yeah, Doc said he calling on everybody. And Greg he Pop. said we're gonna he said we're gonna be the only team left. So perfect. <laughs> Definitely said that. No, but I think um, it's probably like people that work there um, more so than the actual NBA players. Now I doubt an NBA player would do that. Um, Jimmy got called for bouncing the ball in his room at night. that people try to live by, man. Um, that's just my opinion, though. So. Hey, I'm just letting y'all know if I'm trying to win this championship, I am snitching. I need to get guys out, out the way. Y'all know Six okay, Nine, well, my favorite rapper. So, you guys, do you guys <laughs> ever remember a time in history where it was okay to snitch? Because I don't, I don't know which one it is. This is the first time. To say that nigga name again. This is the first time in history where it is okay to snitch. And this reasoning what? to snitch, it's like, oh, he might have the virus. Yeah, there's a legitimate health risk to snitch, so I get it. And it's probably also the media that's there on site, too. It wouldn't surprise me if These media members are getting worried and they snitch and things go awry. It is what it is. But right now, since we're dealing with a pandemic the way we are, it's only natural that there's going to be people looking around, you know, making accusations and taking both advantage of the system because they know that they could potentially get another player caught or because, you know, it could just be that they're actually genuinely worried about their health, considering the last time the NBA had a health crisis, it started off with a basketball player touching a microphone and making fun of this virus. Facts. Yeah. But uh, I hope these guys ain't snitching. What y'all feel about it, uh, guys, in studio? What's your take on it, Bruce? Man, snitches get stitches. They should stomp them out. Facts. Hard clothesline, flagrant two. <laughs> LeBron like, James has COVID. You know, but like get it's expected, man. And honestly, point. like... I'm going to tell you like this, as this being a sport where it's competition and we the common goal right now is to win a championship, nobody's safe. I'm snitching on all Clippers all day. <laughs> I'm making shit up. Kawhi got it three times. Man, I'm, I'm calling on people. They're not even there. Kawhi got the COVID-21. Like, oh, he got a, a harsher version I'm of I'm calling it. from L.A. like, oh, Harden out here wilding, bro. You didn't see him? He was at Stars the other night because they got his little private room. Crazy. He didn't even go to Sam's? No, nah, he was Star. Star. You know he from this side of town. You know Me Stars, is, this is probably his spot. Fact. So what's your take on it, Mike? The, the snitch hotline, man. I feel like they're, the people are gonna over utilize what it is, but they're gonna they're gonna use it for the you know for trying to get an advantage during the season. It's not gonna be it's not a good thing, but I feel like while people feel like it should be necessary for people who feel like these things are of a dire need or this could be actually urgent. I'm like, well, I don't see that gonna happen too much. Once you already got in there, the things that that they're going to complain about are. 
just uh, these are just personal issues. No, yeah, fact. Yeah, there's nothing that like I could see there being an actual situation where there's a a virus alert or something like that where they'll have to have a real issue. These people are take these people are pampered in a billion dollar bubble. Come on. Now. No, yeah, and these players can't complain too much, you know, because you signed up for this, so you knew about this hotline. So you just kind of got to be smart, you know, wear your mask, don't try to get food from postmates or anything like that. Like, you well, know. you can, just don't go outside. Yeah, apparently. don't go outside and get it. So it's just you just got to make sure you guys are being smart cuz you don't want to Get yourself in trouble Get other guys sick Or just be extra Like you already know What you signed up for If you didn't want to deal with that You shouldn't have showed up But you're there So just be ready to hoop man So that's the around the league Now we get into The hating ass Michael segment And it's a real one today So let me get this thing started Oh man Hey 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 Hey, so this week's um, Hating Ass Michael segment, I'm sorry to say it, Hans, you might want to cover your ears, but it's Viacom, Uh man. I got to call out Viacom Mm, mm, for terminating mm. Nick Cannon's Cannon's contract. He brought them so so much success through the years with his work with Nickelodeon, and he brought them a billion-dollar brand with Wild and Out, and then et cetera. Like, he's done so much for them. For them to just drop him... Like this, after he apologized, he reached out and spoke with some ra- uh, rabbis. And, you know, he's, he's sincere about his apology. They still decided to, to terminate this man. And now he's taking a break from uh, Power 106. It's like that was the start of it. Like, are, mm-hmm. they this, are they really trying to cancel this man because of something? Yeah, he shouldn't have said it. But what happened to freedom of speech? And then he came out and he apologized from it. And it just sucks because it seems like a, bl- a black person can't come out and do anything like this. To where you see Breonna Taylor's killers still aren't in jail. But Nick Cannon is out of job for words that he said. And even though he apologized, he's still feeling this. Man, so much money he's going to lose because he he was doing so you know much what? through Viacom CBS that... I have to hate on them because they're taking away this black man's money. And he apologized. Do we not forgive in this country anymore? Is that is that something that's done? Not black people. It's deeper than that. Though. Man, I know. Yeah, I feel it. Which, which, how, how deep is it, Mike? Talk to me. I feel like you got to think about it. When you start trying to take up the project of Dr. Sebi, Dr. Sebi you got to understand that. Now, that's, that's when you're trying to shed light on something, when you start tapping into the economic... You understand, yeah. like no, once, yeah. once, you, once you mess with that, once you, yeah. once, they yeah, might all that. give him the wilding out just because. No, they said they weren't going to give him ownership. They're not going to give him ownership. So if, you, so if you try to hit him where it hurts, especially in their pockets, and then you try to shed light on this and can take money away from them because there's no money in the cure, but there's money in the medicine. So come on now. Yeah, and he was just doing so much for people through Viacom. Like, while now he was bringing so many influencers, battle rappers, different people bringing them up. Yeah, they were black black folks, but that's what a black man is supposed to do. And the fact that they just terminate him so fast to where a guy like... Um, 20 years in. Yeah, R- Riley Cooper says the N-word. He only suspended for one week and he comes back to his team. And uh, played for the during Eagles. the season. Yeah, played during the season and it's so many other inter- entertainers uh, that are non-black that says crazy things 
about blacks, but they don't lose their job. There's, Look at Richie Incognito. Yeah, he was out here like literally Jonathan like Martin. torturing a guy. Yeah, and <laughs> and played in the league until retiring recently. So Viacom, shame on you. You guys should have just maybe suspended him for a week or something like that. But for you to terminate his contract, you're just killing his whole vibe. So this week's Hating Ass Michael segment is for you, Viacom, CBS. Um, it's oh, real hate. Man. So yeah, that that's that's meant for you guys. If you have hate in your heart, let it out. Hey, facts. So uh man. Courtside Radio with the starting five. We are here in the Good News Sports Studios bringing you another great live show. Don't forget, we are now Mondays and Thursdays live at 6.30 p.m. And if you guys miss it, you guys can check us out on the Good News Radio app. In the recent podcast, click on TGN Sports. It's going to lead you to Spreaker to where you can click on to... All of our episodes And then of course Spotify Apple Podcasts iHeartRadio Google Play And the Good News Man. Radio app Yes sir So hey The love is always needed And hey We do it because of you guys Man Thanks for always Giving us love Giving us takes About our show And just being there man uh, So let's get to it To our final Topic Of the day he might be one of my favorite players just because I'm such a huge Magic fan that this guy was the closest thing to it. But he may have a position change, and it's Ben Simmons maybe playing the power <laughs> forward. Uh, he's been practicing at the four, and I just want us uh, to give our take on it because I think that is brilliant. I think Philly doing that, it allows them to have a p- playmaker kind of down low in that area. Uh, if Embiid is going to be out shooting threes, you can have Ben Simmons down there dominating the offensive glass, and he's someone who can rebound, push the ball, which gives them another element. We're kind of like how the Lakers were using Odom, or if you look back at Le- Magic's last year where – uh, the Lakers was using magic. Uh, but then I just love the way that Shake Milton was playing. He averaged 18 points per game when Ben Simmons was out. He scored 39 against the Clippers. So I think it's a great move. You have Shake Milton, uh, Josh Richardson, Tobias, Ben Simmons, and Embiid on the floor. I just think that makes them that much more of a dangerous team. And they might actually make that push to the finals like I thought, but we'll see what happens. Uh, what you guys feel about it? What's your take on it, uh, Himes? Oh, oh, damn. So okay, I, I we lost gone. him. Didn't even know we lost him. Yeah, but Bruce, what's your take on Ben Simmons possibly playing the four? Uh, I don't think anything changes. Shake Milton was going to find his way in that lineup anyway, regardless. I still think they pretty much say this, play the same way of basketball, play the same style of basketball. Who are they benching in this process? Uh, They will be benching, what's the rookie guard, the defender? Oh, I can't, I can't remember his name. But it starts with like a T. Oh, the the defender kid. Yeah. They, they oh were, they no, were, I know you. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. No, no, no. He uh, that it brings more offense. Yeah, and it's bring, the playoffs, so mm-hmm. I understand that. And then you can still bring the kid off the bench as your defender, who pretty much locked down, and he probably will thrive in the second unit. But um, I don't really see much change. I do think it it helps, like you know, like pick up the pace a little bit. Yeah. Because now you have a, another play, just a playmaker, another playmaker. Ben Simmons was their playmaker. Josh hasn't like played out how they wanted him to this year. We know what Horford brings. We know what, I mean, not Horford. We know, we know what Tobias brings to the table. And, and, uh, and it moves buckets. Horford to the bench, actually. It moves Horford to the yeah, bench, right? Horford not Thibault. Yeah, not Thibault. 
But Horford needs to come off the bench. No, you know, yeah. Like, he's, he's not a shot blocker. You know, like, if you could give Horford some steroids right now and give him a handle, it would be Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah. He can shoot. But, and um, speed and all that stuff. So they actually you, you, you substitute the space. shooting. You give it to to Milton instead of Horford. Yeah. But then you also give somebody young, quick, got a little more bounce than Horford. Might not make may not be as crafty in the in the paint. But I'm sure he's learned a few things. And Ben Simmons is a really good basketball player. No, yeah, hell of a player. And I just think that this is going to be great. Hopefully, he can come back shooting some jump shots. But now it's not as. You don't need it as much when he's not playing point guard because you got to put a point guard on Shake, shooting guard on Richardson, small forward on Tobias to where if it's if you got four guys behind the three with Embiid out there, Ben Simmons can just catch the ball at the elbow and just go to work, man. What you feel about this move, uh, Mike? I feel like it's strategically placed to help them try to get to at least the Eastern Conference Finals now because they're adding the extra playmaker, but they're adding Ben Simmons, who's already athletic, who was already progressing in the shooting aspect. Yeah. We know we still don't believe in it right now because you're about a good 20% of my eyes. Nah, yeah, he's but 6'11", so it's not like he's that's a 6'8 thing. guy. But that's something. He's a he's a point forward. Now you get to put him out, like get the ball out of his hands, but get, let him play make from the post. Yeah. That's like from the – put like this. From the paint, he's going to dominate with Embiid now. No, like, yeah. Because he's not going to have to be like, I don't have to shoot or I don't have to – I don't have to get inside to the interior because I'm already going to get the ball where I'm about 10 feet, 10 to 15 away. Let me go to work. Yeah, and it, it makes them more athletic because Ben Simmons at the four compared to Horford. And you can have Horford come in off the bench. And then with Shake out there, that's a guy that can score off the wing, with off the dribble. Because that, that was one of Philly's issues. It was like, who could really score off the dribble? Josh, he doesn't really do it consistently. Uh, Tobias at some point. Tobias is probably their one of their top two ISO players that they can go to yeah, just yeah. to go get a bucket. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. And now you ask Shake Milton to that. Players. So I think that that's going to be uh, deadly, man. I think it just, I think it helps Philly so much. What's your take on it, Han? Philadelphia needs to get their act together. I love Brett Brown. Shout out to him being from Mass in the New England area. But I've been down on Philadelphia for a while. I've steadfast maintained my stance. Philadelphia isn't the biggest of contenders because they can't do it with their way they play. And I think that moving Ben Simmons to the power forward position is an interesting take because now that means he's going to go up against – a lot of interesting players down the road. If you think about it, I can't wait to see if it were to happen. I know he's gonna have to bulk up. If you see him, Ben Simmons not gonna have to do nothing, like bro. Anthony Davis, oof, yeah, AD is different. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's, that's it's a different freak of nature. That's different, but he won't have to see him. A good move. And I was the guy actually. I covered the Shake Milton breakout game against the Clippers. I'd love to see him break out with the 76ers again, catch fire. Even though it's Philadelphia, I want to see him do well. And I think that this move is going to make Philadelphia's game a lot more simpler. But it also now makes one point, and I think we're all forgetting this. They now have the most overplayed, overpaid bench player in Al Horford. Sorry, Al. But I thought that was always going to be the role. I always felt that would be the best ro- uh, role for him, him because, bench. yeah, because it's just it's not that type of league anymore where you need two bigs like that. And so, you can like you can give Embiid his early rest, which he's going to need. Yep. So. 
you know, it, it'll kind of keep him a little bit more fresh when you guys can kind of like balance them back and forth rather than just using them. Man, and I think this can be so beneficial to them if, you know, it's, it's coached the right way. And it's just going to be something different that all the teams in the NBA will have to deal with because you're so used to seeing Ben at the point. Now you're going to see him closer to the rim where it's going to be like, damn, it's a it's an adjustment period for the Sixers and for the NBA to see how they're going to play them. Uh, Philip, what's your take on Ben Simmons? Possibly playing the power forward spot next to Embiid. I think he'll be more of a uh, Giannis type player. Like, yes, he's still going to bring the ball oh, up, man. but he doesn't strictly stay in the point guard position. I think they're going to get him in some better positions by him playing the four on offense. He'll bring the ball up, swing it, you know, to the guard or whatever, and then he'll go and actually do the what the four man is supposed to do instead of playing point guard. So I think he'll get some better positions for him that would be more favorable to him instead of him being way outside, you know, looking to try to drive it or not take a jump shot. I think wow. he'll be at the he'll have some he'll have some more moves uh down low and everything like that. Um so I think it's a win win for them. No, yeah, and it's it's just gonna be man, it's it's gonna be exciting because you know, a lot of people have Philly being one of the top two or three teams in the East this year. And maybe this little change, like we've been trying to figure out, like, how do we fix this team? They have too much talent. These two guys should be better than a sixth or seventh seed. You know what I'm saying? And maybe this is the change that they need. What's up, Mike? You put Ben Simmons on the opposite side of the pick and roll, and that opens up new new playmaking abilities for the Sixers. That's the scary part. You put him on the opposite side of the pick and roll this time. No, yeah. And, yeah. And he can still play make from that. Or give it back to the cat who they now give more opportunities to score. No facts. And hey, can I? Uh, I found something actually. I wanted to relate to this uh, earlier with your hating ass segment, Michael. Yeah. I found a tweet that uh, kind of covets some of what I feel towards what you were talking about. It says, "I'd like to see Jewish people put in the same level of energy into fighting systemic racism as they do calling out black celebrities who've made anti-Semitic comments." Look, we've made uh, from the Jewish community. I think that we can definitely say that a lot of things get overblown, and then people end up being dealt the worst hand from the backfire. And this time, Nick Cannon paid the price, and it was way uncalled for. I don't think that he should have been fired. I think a simple correction and thought pattern and process was all needed just an open discourse to talk about things and he wasn't given that opportunity he said he was sorry and all we did was basically cancel him and in this culture it's apparently okay to cancel people and that is not okay at all people are getting harmed left and right and their careers being put in jeopardy there's a difference between people that need to be canceled and some that don't and Nick Cannon didn't deserve this no yeah yeah I agree but man I'm just man hey we are closer to basketball we are what a week away I'm sorry to detract from the subject guys no that's good that's a, that's a good take I like it um, yeah but we're a week away from basketball so we're very excited but before we get up out of here we always end our Thursday night shows with our throwback Thursday player of the week Bruce Drop you the ready? joint man We ready oh, Throwback Thursday Oh hey, yeah hey, just, Oh yeah Y'all get hey, Just you know, know y'all get is. Two players this week So it's special for y'all Oh yeah Two times Throw it back to him Michael Let him know It's TBT hey, time Hey Throwback player of the week I should do my mic Hey should I do my mic voice Yo what's up y'all man It's uh, throwback. <laughs> throwback Throwback Thursday, Thursday. Smooth Michael with the point guard on it 
Facts, man. Let so them know. No, nah, so um, man, uh, this week's Throwback Thursday Player of the Week. We're going with two players. Uh, so make sure you guys check out uh, the Courtside Radio Instagram page and check out highlights of these guys. But the first one is a guy I think that people don't realize how good he was. And if it wasn't for because of injuries, like could have possibly changed the game, you know, if he were able to get that right teammate next to him, dominate and win some championships. But it's uh it's it's Yao Ming. Uh Yao Ming, seven six, three hundred ten pounds, the great great wall. Uh, he was drafted first overall, 2002 NBA draft, NBA Hall of Famer, uh, eight-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, career averages of 19 and nine. That guy was uh, such a special player. One his best year, 25 points, uh, two blocks, two assists, nine rebounds. You guys got any takes on Yao Ming? Baseline turnaround jumper. Hey, he Yo, wasn't supposed cash. to have that at seven six. Cash, cash, bro. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna just say his pull up game. Period. No, baseline turnaround, <laughs> unguardable. Like, no, nah, it really was unguardable. He is seven foot six, yeah. giant ass, and he is smooth. Shoot. Like he wasn't like smooth, but like no, no, he those, broke people. Hey, bro, I, he broke somebody on a fast break with a behind the back. Let's not forget that he reached. Oh uh, yeah, bro, he I hit him with the behind the back, and then he hit the got, If he ever got it right there on the box, I was like, <laughs> I was like, Damn, he's gonna pull up, bro. Cash. He's gonna pull up at the free throw line and score. Like it's, you're not gonna block anywhere, gonna anywhere near fifteen. Unless you're Nate Robinson, you caught him that one good time. And I think, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think if, if we played in today's game, I think yeah, I would still be relevant, and I think he'd be pulling up on fast breaks. Like, oh yeah, he'd be he'd dumb. be like that, like you know the trailer big man. Oh yeah, and like it's just shoot. cash, like Brook Lopez from like thirty. Yeah, picture <laughs> Dirk un- unstoppable, but like it's a taller Dirk, but with no like same notes, same athleticism. Yeah, hey. same athleticism. <laughs> Dirk couldn't move but, for hey, nothing. But he was ignorant when he pulled it. Yeah, I mean, he was like, I know you can't block me, yeah. so I'm gonna shoot it anyway. Hey, I was like, so lucky to 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 be there with KTLA covering the Lakers uh, when they received their uh, final championship, 2010. Mm-hmm. And this was Yao Ming was hurt trying to get his way back, and just seeing him working working out, I was just like, it's, it's unreal that this guy can play basketball. He's so Dude, cute, bro. He's seven huge. six. Yeah, bro. He was still growing. Remember, he stopped at seven eight. Yeah. Remember his last oh, quarter high was seven eight. Yeah. So that's true. That that thing is insane. Facts. Um, and then um, the final guy, just to show love, because this guy is going to be honored by uh, the Washington Wizards and Washington Mystics, who are going to wear the uh, 41 number on their jersey. Oh. And it's uh, Wes Unhill. Uh, Unsell, my fault. Wes Unsell, who, um, man, Hall of Famer, five-time All-Star, um, uh, NBA champ, 77-78. Um, All-NBA player or One year Finals MVP MVP 68-69 season Rookie of the year 68-69 Season uh, He was drafted To the Baltimore Bullets First round Second pick uh, Man 10 points uh, 10.8 points a game 14 rebounds A game And he's just one of those OG guys That you always hear about He had years Where he averaged uh, 18 rebounds 16 rebounds 16 rebounds 17 rebounds So one of those Strong rebounders uh, They said Kevin Love Where you got the The outlet pass Like when you, If you watch basketball You hear oh, man, he, he threw it like Unsailed So um, Just a shout out To uh, that man Who is a legend Man he passed away June 2nd 
uh, of this year. So just to pay homage to him, a six seven center who was an MVP and rebounding like that. So say, shout out he, to Wes Unsell. Wasn't he one of the only three players to win MVP, championship, finals MVP, and all-star game MVP in the same season? Same year. I'm going to say that because there was only three players, and oh, I believe MVP. he was number three. Because it was Jordan, Shaq, and it was – yeah. I must say, I believe it no, because he got he won MVP sixty eight sixty nine. He won the championship and finals MVP seventy seven seventy eight. And uh, he went to the best the best school in uh, Kentucky, which is what Louisville. So <laughs> shout out to that guy Wes Unsell. That baby. was shade. Yes, <laughs> but yeah. So shout out to uh, this week's Throwback Thursday Player of the Week players Yao Ming and Wes Unsell. Make sure y'all check out uh, our Instagram page Courtside Radio and check out all of our individual pages. Man, we are doing a bunch of interesting things. Um, Michael to PG. Boost Courtside Boost Courtside Mike what's the IG I got IG Mr. Underscore IMA Call you back Snapchat Same same thing Just spell it out And now I'm back on Twitter Underscore Out of Pappy Holla at me Yes sir Philip where can uh, the people Find you at Other than On uh, Pornhub With Alex I don't be on there First time <laughs> Definitely not uh, X videos I got you <laughs> <laughs> This guy this I think you already knew Where to find me at Philip 3 Brown You already know Skip yourself Hey. Yes, sir. Well, Himes, where can they find you at? Uh, guys, as usual, it's Himes LA, H Y M E S L A, everywhere. Please like and subscribe on YouTube at Alex Himes. And as usual, go check out the latest episodes. We've got a lot of good stuff coming for you. Courtside, baby. Yes, sir. Courtside Thursday. So don't forget, yeah. make sure you guys tune in on Monday. We'll be back at it live. I uh, thought I saw that. Much love to all of the people who tuned in live on the Good News Radio <laughs> app. I did, I know. Uh, shout out to those who listen to us in podcast form. Uh, Spotify listeners, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, um, Google Play, The Grind Never Stops. Pornhub. Hey, oh, porn, oh we're going to get our podcast we gonna on Pornhub. Apparently, we have to get Alex a sponsor. Yeah, or we got to get Alex. needs to start putting up videos of Some him like, of watching basketball. Yeah, we're going to start putting the Celtic dump on Pornhub. Yeah, on Pornhub. Yeah, we need to start doing that just We could put the Celtic dump on Pornhub. We could just blow up. You might get flagged, bro. Yeah, because they gonna be like, what type There's of people fucking? Are we about? gonna get flagged? What type of shit is this? <laughs> Facts, man. But hey, we thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget if you're listening live on the Good News Radio app, Touchdown with Tangents is coming up at eight thirty ish. I think so. Uh, Pocket Burritos in the building, and they're gonna be talking about the Chiefs. They're talking about the Chiefs trying to get this back to back because Chris College Jones is graduate back. right and there. I, I know they got some Snyder updates for yeah, us. Yeah, I know they got some Snyders. What's going? What's going to be the team name? They going? What they going to be? The Warriors? Cameron. It's all about Cam Newton and the New England Patriots. Psych. We don't want to hear that. The Patriots. Hey, hey, you I'm watching with hey, Cam. Though. Wait, before we go, I got a great name for the Washington Redskins. We call them the, the Washington Chiefs. It's just more Chiefs, the better. But uh, man, we, we thank go. you guys for tuning in so much. Wah, wah, if we wasn't closing wah. out, his mic would be <laughs> muted. The starting five, man. We thank you guys. We are out this day. Appreciate Peace. it. Turn us up, Bruce. Yeah. We out. <laughs>